So yesterday we um, <coughs> learned a piece of Nativ, and I, I told you a little bit about the Nativ and how the implications of what he said was just so current and relevant for us uh, today. And, and the same applies in a piece of Nativ that we're going to learn today, although it's a completely different, uh, a, a, diff a, a different subject and a different approach, where the Nativ has a, a wild um, insight into the shita, into the view of the Goenim, so remember, the Goenim is that bridging period between the Gemara and, <coughs> and the period of the Rishonim. So we're talking about the period of about the 7th century, the 8th century. <coughs> so it's a very, very early and important period of, of time for us. And we don't have a lot from, from, the, um, from the period of the Goenim, uh, but we have the Shiltus of Rav Achaigon, and the Nitziv wrote a parish on that called Ha'amek She'ela, <coughs> which is an unbelievable work. Um, and we have the, um, the Sefer HaMitzvahs of Rabbeinu Sadiagon, where he goes through the mitzvahs, the Shi'iltis is on the parishes of the week, a little bit like we spoke about the Ben Chai, based on the parishes of the week, he gave the halachas. So that idea already was started much earlier. I mentioned to you the Bahag, mm -hmm. and also the Shi'iltis does the same thing, based on the parishes of the week, he goes through all the, um, all the halachot of that particular parasha. Um, and... The, the Nativ has a, a, a wild understanding of a shita of the of the Goenim. So the Gemara that we're doing this morning is to get to that, so that we can get the, the because the Matmon is in what the Nativ says about the view of the Goenim. That's where we have to get to it. So it starts off our Gemara and Daphne and discusses this question about whether Yom Kippur can fall on a Sunday or a Friday, basically, or also a Wednesday. The Gemara in, in, in Rosh Hashanah, Davchov, talks about why it shouldn't fall on a Sunday or a Friday, or, or a Friday, because then you've got two days of, of Shabbos. Uh, the halachas of Yom Kippur are the same as Shabbos, with some additional halachas, but they're things that you, can't, that you can do any other Yom Tif that you can't do on Shabbos. And the uh, Chazal were concerned that, that vegetables won't last long enough, food will rot. In those days, there was no refrigeration. So if they're two days consecutively where you can't, buy vegetables or, or do anything there, that, that would cause the food to go off and people would have tsar. And the other is that if somebody passed away and you couldn't bury him on Shabbos, you wouldn't be able to bury him until, and, and, until two days later, until Monday. Or if it, if it was Friday and Shabbos and he passed away Thursday night, you couldn't bury him until, sun, until the following Sunday. That was, that's too long to leave a body. It's not covered hames to leave a body that period of time. Again, no refrigeration. And because of that reason, they were careful to make sure that Rosh Chodesh Elul fell in such a way that Yom Kippur never felt, fell out on a Sunday or a Friday, nor on a, um, on a Wednesday, because if Yom Kippur falls on a Wednesday, then Hoshana Rabbah falls on a Shabbos. And we have problems with the Arovis. So now we have a conflict between nature and convenience. Uh, what happens if it is Rosh Chodesh? That's when the Chodesh falls. Um, the, the, the Ravid says, there's a, there's a beautiful Ravid where he gets upset with the Rambam and he says, so, so what, what did Sunday, what, what, what did these days do wrong that, that, Rosh, Chodesh can, that Rosh Hashanah can ever fall on them? Where, and what does it mean that there's some, uh, how, how can nature realign itself to make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't make sense? Um, but, but the Gemara is discussing whether it can happen or not. The Gemara takes it for granted that we postpone Rosh Chodesh or, or a day if, if it's going to fall that way. And then the Gemara says, do we actually postpone 
Rosh Chodesh Elul Vatnan, didn't we learn Chalvei Shabbat Krevim B'Yom HaKippurim? The chalev, the fats of the korban tamid of a of a Shabbos, can still be brought, according to some Tanoim, can be brought on the Mizbeach on Yom Kippur. So clearly that's talking where Shabbos is the day before Yom Kippur. So we have a Mishnah that shows that Yom Kippur can fall on a Shabbos. Ve'omar Rabbi Zeirah, and Rabbi Zeirah said, Ki avinen be'rav be'vovel. When I was in the house of Rav in Bovel, Rabbi Zeirah was one of these people who went from Bovel to, uh, to Eretz Yisroel. And um, so he was one of these people who bridged, there's an interesting Gemara back in Chafei, I think it was, um, where the, the, the Gemara talks about, um, no, sorry, well, it wasn't in Sukkot, the other Gemaras, that talks about the fact that Rabbi Zeirah fasted 100 days there are two girsas. One says in order to forget what he learned in Bovel, so that he could learn Torah so to throw fresh. And some say in order to make sure that he doesn't forget what he learned in Bovel while he was learning. So, so, but he obviously loved Eretz Yisrael. He, his rabbeim, Rav Yud, and others pers- tried to persuade him not to go to Eretz Yisrael, but he did. And he learned with, with Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish. So he was a late, um, he learned with Reish Lokish and Rabbi Yochanan. So he was a, um, an Amor of that period of time. And he says, when I was back in Bovel learning with Rav, they used to say in Rav's Beis Medrash that Hadatanya, this b'raisa of Yom HaKippurim Shechaliot Erev Shabbat, lo ayu tokinu v'matzeh Shabbat, lo ayu mavdilin. There was a b'raisa that talked about on Yom Kippur that landed on Erev Shabbos. They didn't blow the shofar six times before Yom Kippur as they normally before before Shabbos as they normally would do. And Matzeh Shabbos, they didn't make Havdola in the davening. Uh, as they normally would do, and that that's the view of everybody. But we see from there that there was there was a Yom Kippur that would fall on a Sunday or on a on a, on a Friday. The um, the Ritvo has a slightly different gears, and he says the two Omar Avzera, because what the Ritvo is worried about is what the Nitziv asks. And that's the question is, what do we add by the story of Rabbi Zera when he was back in Bovel and he was in the house in the Beis Medrash of Rav? They learned the Bryser of Yom Kippur Shechal Yosef Shabbos. Why do you need that? We've already got a Mishnah where the Mishnah says, Chalvei Shabbat Krevim B'Yom HaKippurim, that the Chalev of Shabbos is brought on Yom Kippur. You've got a Mishnah that Yom Kippur and Sunday are are together, that you can have Yom Kippur and Shabbos together, either Friday and Shabbos or Shabbos and Sunday. So if we've got a Mishnah, what are we adding by bringing Rabbi Zerah? And that's the, so the, the, Ritvol says, he adds to it, but asks the Inetziv, what are you adding? You've got a Mishnah. What's stronger than a Mishnah that tells you clearly that Shabbos and Yom Kippur can be one day after the other? How does that happen? So the, the um, Inetziv in the Marume Sode, and it refers back to a piece of, uh, of Hamek She'ela, the Inetziv says there's a Machlikis, Rabbeinu Sadia Gon and the Rambam. The Rambam says that until the time of the later Hillel, the second Hillel, the Rosh Chodesh was determined by Edim in the Beis HaMikdash. Witnesses came and they say, we saw, we saw the, the Rosh Chodesh, and it's based on the Posik of Kazera Eva Kadesh. See the new moon and be Mekadesh the Chodesh. And so that's how Rosh Chodesh was declared. It was declared by Edim. The Shita of the Rambam is, once they developed, they, once the, that, that was no longer done, and they developed the calendar, where Hillel worked out, the second Hillel worked out mathematically exactly when Rosh Chodesh was. We didn't need Adim anymore. We have a calendar. And the Shittas HaRambam, the Nitziv the, the proves from the language of the Rambam, 
the sheet of the Rambam is as long as it was being done by witnesses, we went by when the Rosh Chodesh really was. And even if that meant Kim Kippur came out on a Sunday or a Friday, we did what, we did what had to be done. Once we developed the calculation, once we computed and we developed an algorithm for the calendar, which we use until this day, we built into the algorithm that Yom Kippur should never fall on a Friday and a Sunday. But until that time, we did. That's the view of the Rambam. And that aligns with our Gomorrah, because we see here, Chelvei Shabbos, Kravim Biyamakipuri. That's when you bring Chelvei Shabbos. That's when there's a Korban Tomid. That's in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. But thereafter, it never happened that the Yom Kippur fell on a Friday or a Sunday. The, the, here's the revolutionary idea. The Rabbeinu Sadyagon, says, says the Nitziv, holds that we had a calendar always. This algorithm of the calendar wasn't developed by Hiro. We had it by Masoda. We had the tradition of that algorithm going back forever. We've always had that algorithm. And, and the reason that we did, if you look at the Loshan of the Hamik Shad at the bottom of our brought you, that I brought you, this which the Torah says, when you see the Rosh Chodesh, you must make a Kiddush HaChodesh, use Edim, Asmachta, that's an Asmachta. And always, even in the early years of the time of the Beis Hamikdash, we did it by mathematical calculation. We didn't do it by, by aiding, because the mathematical calculation is more accurate. So we did it by mathematical calculation, and we went through the procedure of the aiding as a as a kind of a tekes. It was a it was a, a procedure. It was a that, that's what we used to do every month. Witnesses would come and they would question them, we would give evidence. But the real koveya, what really fixed Rosh Chodesh, was the calendar, was the algorithm, not the, not the edim. Says, says the Nitziv, that's the view of Rabbeinu Sadyagon and, and Rav Achaygon aligns with that view too. And that's revolutionary to say that according to the Goenim, there was never a time when we relied on witnesses. We always relied on the, on the calendar, on the, uh, on the algorithm, and the witnesses merely supplemented. They didn't replace the calendar, and the calendar didn't replace the witnesses. They merely supplemented. So, so where the Matmonim lies is, so why do you need them both? Why does the Torah say, why did we go through that whole charade? If we had the algorithm, and we could work Rosh Chodesh out all the time, even going back to the time of the Beis Hamikdash. We never had to rely on the on the Edim, according to Rabbeinu Sadiagun, and according to the according to the um, the Shiltas, that we never had to rely on that. That we also always had the opportunity to work it out mathematically. Why go through the process of the of the Edim? And and the principle here that's it's obviously a very long discussion. Um, I'm thinking because it's so frustrating in a way these matmonim are so frustrating that we can only spend 15 minutes on them uh, and uh, that I'm thinking of maybe instead of the parashish here on Thursday night once a week choosing one to expand and, and, uh, and, and get the full, the full meaning and value out of them. But what, what we do see here is the Torah's requirement and the Torah teaches us a method of aligning empirical evidence with mathematical knowledge which today is just so important because we're in a period where we have become so detached from the empirical. When we want to go somewhere, we use a GPS. When you want to know the time, you use a, you look at the, at the time. When you want to know if you can dive in chakras, you look at your app to see what time the app says, sunrise is. You're not even, not even aware of whether the sun's come up or not. We, we've so detached ourselves from the natural causes of time 
and we've, and we've wrapped ourselves in this artificial world of, of digital data and, and separated ourselves, we see from this, certainly based on the Shittas HaGoyenim, that even though we have complete knowledge of the moment that Rosh Chodesh is, don't abandon a connection with nature. Don't abandon the ability to check up there and to see the moon and to hear from Edim where the moon was seen, when the moon was seen, what the moon was looked at. Be conscious of the fact that the month is, the, the phases of the month are, are a natural reality and that the, the, the calendar is designed to align to that natural reality. And yes, we know how to calculate it, but it's just a calculation. We need to understand what's really happening is there's a Rosh Chodesh. It's not just a moment on a calendar. Like we say today, oh, it's Rosh Chodesh Day, go to say Yalevi Yove. Really? How do you know it's Rosh Chodesh Day? Because it says in the Luach. But, but have you seen the moon? Have you looked up at all? Have you noticed? Did you notice the moon disappearing? Do you know? No, we don't need it. We've got the, we've got the empirical data. Yeah. We see that according to the Shita, it's such a beautiful thing to learn from the Shita Sagoinim that even when the empirical data is perfect, don't detach yourself from the, the, the natural development of time and life and, and of nature so that you're part of the world and not separate from the world.